0: your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the caulk. in this song for us all we'll do a little shouting out here okay? okay when I sing boom boom I want you all to answer my back with out go the lights right boom boom when you sing out go the lights let me see those
1: Uh, the Pat Travers band. Bo dug some f- into his CD collection and brought brought in a couple of things we're going to listen to here.
2: We we are going to melt the ice that's in Lexington this yeah. morning with Pat that, Travers. That's band right. Because we both slid out there just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you you texted me a few days ago and said, "Hey, how about some Pat Travers band?" Mm-hmm. I was like, daggone, there, There's a name that hasn't been brought up in a while to me. Yeah. I have a few of his CDs, and I was telling you this morning, walking in, I don't even know where I got them. But man, what a phenomenal Canada. guitarist! Yeah, Canada, Pat Travers uh, by way of Canada. So, uh, and you know, he's he flies under the radar. You know him, I know him, but for people that really study classic rock, he's a god as far as a guitar. Yeah, he is, and that gets he's overlooked. Quite a good player. Yeah, and I mean, man, just just a wealth of tunes that he has and his covers are great too and we're going to highlight some of those over the next couple hours good
1: all right let me uh, switch over here to my psalm for the day psalm 23 you've heard this one before the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul Okay, I've got a few stories I want to talk about. Uh, one of them, you know, debt is um, debt is is a bad thing. It's not a good thing to have debt, and uh, if you have debt, uh, you're you're dealing with um, a lifetime of. Of paying it back and so many people today are stuck in this debt trap. And this is a story about uh, people that are over 60 and have student loan debt, sometimes from their own children. One generation of Americans owed 86 billion dollars in student loan debt at last count. Its members are all 60 years old or more. Now if you're in this group, you know uh, what it feels like to have this kind of debt. If you're not, just be thankful. Just Just be thankful that you're not what this article is written about. Many of these seniors took out loans to help pay for their children's college tuition and are still paying them off. Others took out student loans for themselves in the wake of the last recession as they went back to school to boost their own employment prospects. On average, student loan borrowers in their 60s owed $33,800 in 2017, up 44% from 2010. Student loan debt is one of the debts that sounds like it's going up rather than down. This is according to data compiled for the Wall Street Journal by credit reporting firm TransUnion. Total student loan debt rose 161 for people aged 60 and older from 2010 to 2017, the biggest increase for any age group. Some are having funds garnished, garnished from their Social Security checks. Imagine that. You, you're getting Social Security and it's going to pay student loan debt. Not a good situation. The federal government, which is the largest student loan lender in the country, garnished the Social Security benefits, tax refunds, or other federal payments of more than 40,000 people aged 65 and older in fiscal year 2015 because they defaulted on student or parent loan debt. That's up 362% from a decade prior, according to the latest data from the GAO. At uh, 66 years old, this certain man owed about 20000 9000 in student loans. His only income is a roughly $1,600 a month Social Security check, which the federal government garnished for a period last year. His name's Ante Gurgis Mr. Giergett Sise said his decision to go back to school continues to haunt his life. He signed up for student loans to attend the Art Institute of New York City in 2003 and 2004 after a restaurant venture failed. At the Art Institute, he studied culinary art and restaurant design and layout to upgrade his skills, he said. Subsequent restaurant ventures didn't work out and he's currently unemployed. Struggling to keep up with his rent and other bills, he went to Croatia for the summer to live with his elderly mother. To pay for uh, daily expenses, he relies on financial help from family and often turns to credit cards to pay for food and other necessities. He limits his food expenses to around $7 per day. I put all my money to better myself, Mr. Gurgis, Sise said, adding that he was cautious in his spending. He says it's painful to think about his current conditions. Student debt is one of the biggest contributors to the overall increasing debt burden held by seniors. U.S. consumers who are 60 or older owed around $615 billion in credit cards, auto loans, personal loans, and student loans as of 2017. We see this in our office from time to time. People will come in. They're well into their 60s, maybe 70s, and they still owe on a mortgage, credit cards, you name it. They've still got significant uh, money that they owe in those things. The borrowing buildup has upended the traditional arc of adult life for many Americans. Average debt levels traditionally peak for families headed by people aged 45 to 54-year-old, according to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, based on that data from the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumers' Finances, but between 2010 and 2017, people in their 60s, like most other age groups, accelerated their borrowing in nearly every category, according to the TransUnion data. Seniors are finding they have to work longer, holding on to positions younger adults might otherwise receive. They're relying on credit cards and personal uh, loans to pay for basic expenses. Think about that. Relying on on these personal loans and, and things like that to pay for basic expenses. I shudder to think of what some people go through and what what's in their minds, especially people who know better than this, who know that this is not a way to live, but do it anyway, because they, in some cases, they have place themselves in a situation where they have no other choice.
3: So, Tom, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. I bet you weren't expecting me to pipe up this morning. So... What would you – do you think it's a lack of planning or a lack of discipline or what is the – what's where, what's the stem of it? Because there's got to be a way to help people it, do a better job.
1: It's because they thought that they were going to do something to better themselves it, and it just didn't work out. Things just didn't work out. Next thing you know, they're eight, ten years down the road, ten years older, and their employment prospects are – are less than they were before, and they've put themselves in a difficult position.
3: Well, and then when you're also looking, when you're talking about them um, still having their children's student loan debts, that's that's a whole other issue yeah, of planning. In some cases,
1: they, they took on debt for their children to try to help their, their children do better, and they're stuck with it. That's another element of it that's not even being discussed well it 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 gets discussed later on in the article
3: well and that's but that's early financial planning as well and and getting a plan so that you have a, a lump sum to help offset some of those college costs
1: right some people don't have the ability to do that though they don't have enough cash flow early on to put that money aside so i don't know it's it's
3: just a bad spot
1: yeah it is in recent years private lenders including SLM group better known as Sally May and Citizens Financial Group have increased their focus on parents they've rolled out student loans that are just for parents who want to pay for their kids college education the loan's main pitch includes the possibility of a lower interest rate for parents who have high credit scores than what the government charges on its own parent loans It also allows parents to spare their children the burden of debt by taking it on themselves. So that's one of the reasons they get sold on this idea uh, that it's a good thing to do, and they do it because of that. So stay with us. You're listening to The Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: The news: The United States will suspend the INF treaty. You want to know? Nancy Pelosi won't be begging for a while Oh, really? Check in often. The Super Bowl. A brighter future for Venezuela. This I'm Cory Booker, and I'm running for president. Is News Radio six thirty WLAP?
4: Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859 233 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and dupreefinancial.com.
0: 630 WLAP.
1: On the Tom Dupree show.
4: More Pat Travers. Pat Travers.
1: Sounds like it would be uh, like a. With a name like that, he would be some kind of folk singer or something.
2: Yeah. And it's the extreme opposite. By (laughs) the way, that first jam was the one he was known for uh, throughout his career. Boom, boom, out goes the lights. Yeah. It was an old blues tune by Little Walter.
1: Is he still playing?
2: Yeah, um, I, I looked on his website. He played a bunch of dates last year, and I'd like to see him. If he ever came around close, I'd like to see him.
1: Yeah, I kind of got you going again. Yeah, thinking you, you thinking did, you it. did.
2: And, 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 the be, and going through all these old tracks, the best way I can describe him, if Ted Nugent had a little more R&B in him, he'd be Tra- Pat Travers. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the best way I can describe him. And I like Ted Nugent, so.
1: Excuse me. I'm still still getting over a cold. Oh, I tell you, when you're, let's just say my age, we won't say what my age is, but it is what it is. You get a cold. Son, it's a major thing. You know, they say, oh, it's just a cold. Just a cold. It feels like it's going to knock you into next Sunday.
3: It's a man cold is what it is
1: it's it's no fun uh,
2: that man cold uh it's all the way down in your chest yeah. not up here it's it's down in it's
1: there. in your chest uh you know your head is full your your chest is full and you know when you're over it you're not over it mm-hmm. you know you're you are you are still lingering Pieces of it are lingering for the next several days. Uh I
2: I hate to say this about my dad, but I can't get through this time of year. I can't get through a conversation with him on the phone without him clearing his throat every five seconds. Yeah, that's it.
3: Well, crazy weather hadn't helped either. That doesn't help anybody from getting sick or getting well either.
1: Right. All right. Guess what happened? The U.S. employers added 304,000 jobs in in February and January. U.S. employers shrugged off last month's partial government shutdown and engaged in a burst of hiring in January, adding 304,000 jobs. This is unbelievable. Healthy gain, the government reported Friday, illustrated the job market's durability nearly a decade into the economic expansion. The U.S. has now added jobs for 100 straight months. The longest such period on record. Job growth, uh, the government also said the employment unemployment rate rose to 4% from 3.9%, but mostly for a technical reason. Roughly 175,000 federal workers were counted as temporarily unemployed because of the shutdown. Job growth in December was revised sharply lower, to 2,222,000 from a previously estimated 312,000. Still, hiring has accelerated since last summer, a development that has surprised, surprised economists because hiring typically slows down when the unemployment is so low. The Solid Jobs Report, providing a note of reassurance that the economy remains mostly healthy, likely to shake off any effects of the government shutdown. The shutdown will probably end up slowing the economy's growth for the first three months of the year. The nonpartisan CBO estimates that it's lowered annual growth for the January through March quarter by about uh, four-tenths of a percentage point to a rate of 2.1 percent. Thousands of government workers who missed two paychecks slowed their spending. The federal government itself also spent less. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) In addition, many businesses across the country lost income. Tourists cut back on visits to national parks, for example, thereby, who goes to a national park in January? What do you mean cut back to national.
3: Everybody's not freezing right now, Tom. Yeah, there are all sorts.
2: I, of- I actually <laughs> know somebody who went um, last month. Drove all the way out west, and, and to that's go who, to a national. Yes, and
1: then they found it closed because of the government shutdown. Well, this is
2: before the shutdown. So, but he he went, yeah, and he he just he he's a my sister's neighbor in Louisville. He just randomly goes to national parks. That's his deal.
1: Well. He and probably his dog were the only ones there. He doesn't have a dog. Well,
3: (laughs) are you kidding? Are you really serious? I'm dead
2: serious. He he.
3: No, I'm talking about the national park thing. You love to do those kind of. Not
1: in January.
3: In California, or Arizona, where it's beautiful and warm,
1: you could do that.
3: Lord, I'm all in.
1: All right. Well, they're back open now, so you know you can go all you want.
2: And that's why you save for retirement to go to national
1: parks. Yeah. Don't get student loan debt piled up. Data from the employment uh, site Glassdoor shows that the number of job postings rose nearly 9% in late January, wow, compared with a year earlier, suggesting the demand for labor remains strong. If you want a job, you can find a job. It's out there in this economy. It's definitely out there. Reports have been mostly mixed. The reports have been released that have been mixed. Well, whatever. (coughs) 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 Sounds like anybody who wants a job can find one. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630
2: WLAP. The 2019 Kentucky Sport, Boat, and Recreation Show, presented by Commonwealth Credit Union is february 8th through 10th at Rupp arena and heritage hall with a great selection of boats rvs and all-terrain vehicles to buy you'll be ready for the great outdoors then go try the fishing simulator or enjoy a seminar for the kids a party ninja obstacle course while you shop the 2019 kentucky sport boat and recreation show presented by commonwealth credit union visit kentuckyoutdoorshow.com for more details Americans are always on the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy, with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even
0: television. Because, hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AM FM radio to work
2: for your company.
0: They're here and they're coming to the Kentucky Expo Center. Tractors bigger than your house. Hay balers the size of a Mack truck. Wheels taller than your living room. It's 1.2
2: million square feet of massive, powerful, heavy-duty farm equipment, and it's fun for the entire family. It's the National Farm Machinery Show, and it's bigger than ever. February 13th through the 16th. Visit farmmachineryshow.org for more information. Admission is free.
3: Amid growing calls to step down after a racist photo emerged from his past, Democratic Virginia Governor Ralph Northam issued an apology last night. A yearbook photo from Eastern Virginia Medical School, where Northam attended, shows one black man in blackface and another in a Ku Klux Klan robe. ABC's Zachary Keish is in Richmond.
4: Another yearbook photo of Northam's emerged, this time from Virginia Military Institute in 1981. In it, a racial slur is listed as the governor's nickname. Virginia's two Democratic senators stood by the governor, but by Friday night, six of the eight Democratic presidential candidates said he should step down.
3: Russia now says it will also suspend a pivotal nuclear arms control pact. President Vladimir Putin making the announcement today, one day after the Trump administration, says it's pulling out of the nuclear deal. It's Groundhog Day just moments ago in Pennsylvania. There
5: is no shadow of
3: Hunksatani Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow, signaling an early spring. Michelle Franzen, ABC News.
0: Weekend is off and running with a mix of sunny clouds and a milder pattern, near 50 this afternoon, near 60 on a gusty southwest wind on your Sunday. That mostly sunny sky will unfortunately give way to rain chances increasing early next week, but we're gonna keep the low 60s. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station news radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP.
6: For years, you've been thinking about LASIK, you've been talking about LASIK, and now there's never been a better time to do something about LASIK. Right now, LASIK Plus is offering LASIK starting at just $250 per eye. If you're nearsighted, farsighted, or have an astigmatism, LASIK Plus can help fix your vision for only $250, our best price ever. So get rid of the daily hassles of contacts and glasses and enjoy the newfound freedom of LASIK from LASIK Plus. Call 844-357-2020 today and schedule your free LASIK exam. Doctors Jason Greenberg and Kenneth Smith together have performed over 80,000 procedures and are among the most experienced LASIK surgeons in Kentucky. So take advantage of this amazing $250 price today. Call 844-357-2020 or visit LASIK250.com. Results may vary. Restrictions apply. See details at LASIK250.com.
0: The average smoker tries to quit up to 30 times, and many are looking for an alternative. Juul was designed by smokers, for smokers, to be a satisfying alternative to cigarettes. Juul is a vapor product that contains nicotine for a satisfying transition. If you're one of the 34 million adults who smoke, know that there is an alternative to cigarettes. Make the switch at Juul.com. That's J-U-U-L.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 630 WLAP.
2: Look out. There it goes. Mm-hmm.
1: back on the Tom Debris Show, where we have John Short holding on line one. John, right are you there? I'm right here. Where are you?
5: I'm here at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're a great American. Thank you. Welcome. We're going to beat Florida today by 10 biggins.
1: 10? Is that all? Yep. I don't think they're that good. I think we'll beat them. How bad did we beat Vanderbilt? 35 biggins?
5: Yes,
1: we did fifty-two to eighty-seven. So, so, we weren't expected to beat them that much, were we?
5: Nope.
1: They're not any better than Vanderbilt. We ought to beat them by th- beat Florida by thirty-five biggins. Yeah. You
5: know, Vanderbilt should have Kevin Solins, So, this coach they have now for Vanderbilt cannot coach at all. Should have Kevin Solens. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the he, he didn't coach well in that game. No. Nope. He said P.J. Washington was the most improved player in college basketball. Do you think so?
5: Yes, I know so. Okay.
1: How many points did he have in that game in the Vanderbilt? I, I
5: think about 21 points. I think. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. It, yeah. And this week, Trunks will have a State Union thing. Is he? Yeah, I heard gonna That's what I heard. I don't know, but that's what I heard he should have had as fast as Tuesday. Or- I know
1: it. I know it. He should have, but Pelosi, the Bolshevik, wouldn't let him do it.
5: I would have gone and ignored her if I was president.
1: <laughs> well, the the she has to invite him is a problem. But the the shutdown's over with now, so she ought to go ahead and invite him.
5: Okay. Shut down, going until the 2020
1: election. Oh, there'll be a lot of unhappy people out there, John.
5: They'll make me happy.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that's good. What do you think about this music we're playing, Pat Travers? You like him?
5: I don't even know what he does.
1: He's a guitar player.
5: I never heard of that boy. I never heard of him.
1: (laughs) Pat Travers. Yeah, he's pretty well known. Especially if you're Canadian.
5: Well, no one, I haven't, no one I haven't heard of him. Now I heard that Hank Snow Can from Canada. I didn't, I not know that. I heard he's from Canada.
1: Hank Snow, the country musician. Yep. Yeah, I'm not
5: sure where he's
1: from. I haven't uh, heard anything by him in a while.
5: And a- Murray's he's from Canada.
1: Yeah, and Murray is. Yep. All right, John. Well, ten biggins. We'll see what happens.
5: And tomorrow, too, team bigots. So we play Florida Rupp Arena in women's basketball.
1: Okay. When when are you working this week?
5: Monday and Tuesday, nine
1: to one. Nine to one. All right. I was in there the other day in in uh, Kroger. I got me some boxes of sardines. You ever see many it, people buying sardines when they check out? They don't. Do they not? Do they buy them very often? I don't know. Yeah, it's, Kroger's got three kinds of sardines and the good ones are the King Oscars. Oh boy. Yeah, they're uh they're two eighty nine a pack and the the Kroger brand are not so good and the then they got these uh, bumblebee and, and they're not very good at all. Okay dog.
5: Have you found it, that Michael Sanders book? Did you find that
1: yet? No, I haven't found it yet. I'll keep okay, looking. Doke. All right, you're a great American.
5: You no, keep finding, you keep looking
1: for it. All right, thank you.
5: You're
1: welcome.
3: Bye. Yeah, people had no idea they were going to tune into the <coughs> Tom Dupree show and get an evaluation of sardines. I mean, that's that is the craziest, and I think you even taught caught John by surprise.
1: The bester <laughs> King Oscar you imagine if our dog Oscar knew he was named for sardines?
3: I know he's been in the jars of them after you finished with them. Woo, stinks.
1: Sardines are good for you. They have uh, omega-3s in there.
3: They are good, but they sure do stink. Oh, my gosh, they smell bad.
1: Toward a less dangerous judicial branch. Okay, this is how the Trump administration is reshaping the federal courts. Um, according to the consortium conducting exit polls in the 2016 presidential election, 21% of the viewers viewed Supreme Court appointments as the most important factor in making their choice. These voters, voters, they, they came to vote in a boat, uh, supported Donald Trump by a 15-point margin. More than enough to secure his victory given the tightness of the race among Trump's first moves in office was the nomination of Neil Gorsuch uh, confirmed by the Senate on April 7th 2017 to fill the Supreme Court vacancy created by the death of conservative stalwart Antonin Scalia in February 2016 Anthony Kennedy's retirement in June 2018 opened up a second court vacancy. President Trump's nomination to fill that seat, Brett Kavanaugh seemed well on his way to certain confirmation when it was leaked that Christine Blasey Ford had accused him of assaulting her while in high school. Ultimately, now Justice Kavanaugh was narrowly confirmed by a near party line vote. Trump has thus filled two of the nine seats on the nation's high court in his first two years in office. It's too soon to know exactly what kind of justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh will be, but both are legal superstars with clear conservative judicial records. Trump has delivered for voters who prioritize the Supreme Court as an issue. In everything (coughs) you hear negative about Trump, there's plenty of it in the media. Keep your eyes on the fact of what he's delivered on, and he has delivered on the Supreme Court. So that's something you can't set aside or say, oh, it didn't happen or that sort of thing. It did happen, and it has happened. Moreover, the Trump administration to date has significantly outpaced its recent predecessors in winning Senate confirmations to the U.S. appeals court. Federal appellate courts are the courts of last resort in far more cases than will ever find their way onto the Supreme Court docket. The Supreme Court has typically issued 70 to 80 merits opinions per term in recent years. The federal appellate court received tens of thousands of filings every year. Through November, Trump had appointed 29 of the 166 authorized active judgeships in the 12 Regional Courts of Appeals, compared with 11 by the same in Barack Obama's presidency, 12 for George W. Bush and 19 for Bill Clinton, and several more circuit court uh, nominees await their confirmations. Trump's nominees to federal district courts have been confirmed relatively less quickly. Through November 2018, the Senate had approved 53 of his nominees for district courts. So the appellate courts hear a lot more cases than the Supreme Court does. Therefore, they're just as important, if not more so. Excuse me. It's what happens when you're getting over a cold. President's success in winning confirmation for his judicial nominees is a testament to the acumen and vetting process of the now former White House Counsel Don McGahn and the political skills of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. The Democrats ability to obstruct nominations confirmation has been hampered by the 2013 decision of former Democrat majority leader to Harry Reid to jettison the Senate filibuster rule for judicial nominations. Reid's decision secured confirmation for 3 Obama administration nominations to the D.C. Circuit of Appeals that Republicans have held up, but left the Democrats with limited options for slowing or blocking nominations when in the minority, as they have been during Trump's presidency so far. So, what this is meant to say is that he's getting his um, agenda fulfilled in terms of Supreme Court nominees. And that is a good thing if you are conservative. Partisan wrangling over Supreme Court has a long history rooted in the decision of the Constitution's framers to vest authority over lifetime judicial appointments jointly with the President and the Senate. From 1881 through 1969, though, no Senate majority blocked an opposing party president. Supreme Court nominee. The few contested nominations tended to be controversial for idiosyncratic rather than partisan reasons because most of that period, every president nominating a Supreme Court justice did so when his party also controlled the Senate. So so it it, it appears that Trump is getting his... Um, agenda met despite the fact that he has opposition. Look at what happened with the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation. Look at how difficult that one was. And yet it finally got done despite all the questions that were raised. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630
2: WLAP. Real News in real time it is happening
4: right now pay close attention
2: not reality TV
0: real. this is reality life. real life news radio 630 WLAP
4: hi I'm Tom Dupree during times of market volatility as we have just experienced it's easy for investors to panic some investors want an easy solution like an annuity to manage the ups and downs of the market some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds at times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Depre Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com.
0: 630 WLAP.
2: Back on the
1: Tom Dupree show. You know, Joe Cocker does a good uh, version of this.
2: Anytime I can find a uh, reference to Joe Cocker and Leon Russell, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I forgot Pat Travers did a version of Delta Lady. Yeah. Yeah, the ultimate version is Joe Cocker.
1: Yeah, it's quite good.
2: So we're, we're uh, I think we're gearing up to do some Joe Cocker, Leon Russell yeah. over the next few weeks. Why not? Well, We should do it every week.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far. No, I wouldn't either.
2: But that, that's how much we think of those two.
1: That's true. We do think highly of them. All right. Polar vortex. Killer freeze is really due to, wait for it, global warming. This is from the Investor Business Daily. Global warming. The record freezing temperatures blanketing the Midwest and northern states are breaking rev- records. How cold is it? It's so cold that for some it confirms just how bad global warning warming is no that's not a joke as frigid killing cold besieges Midwestern cities such as Chicago newspapers and pundits repeat this foolishness that the warming climate is responsible for this record cold snap they expect those of us who don't know any better or fear being ridiculed to swallow their climate change propaganda whole. Chicago's record for coldest temperatures ever could fall as polar vortex has city in the crosshairs, the Chicago Tribune headline said Wednesday. Pretty straightforward. But then the news article says this. This is the same weather phenomenon that made the winters of 2013 and 14, and 2014-15 remarkably cold. And scientists say winters like these could become more common in the future due to climate change. That is, global warming makes the world both hotter and colder simultaneously. It's the new climate consensus among activists. It covers all the bases. Alarmist resurrect theory that global warming (coughs) is making winters colder, as one headline in the Daily Caller last March put it. The British left-wing Guardian's recent theory looking at record snow change in Europe summed up this contradictory thinking. Weather watch. Climate change cooks up ideal conditions for snow. Funny, because just a little over a decade ago, global warming activists and their media allies warned us that global warming would soon put an end to cold weather. The exact opposite of what they're saying today. You know... I believe that the whole global warming hoax is designed by the left as a way of cracking down upon enterprise. That is businesses, which promote moat carbon in some way. It's a way of taxing businesses and production to a standstill to where there will be no human effort and therefore no emissions.
3: Hey, Tom, I saw something on Facebook earlier this week and, um, Getting back once again, Trump's got his finger in this one, too. Trump tweeted, In the beautiful Midwest, windshield temperatures are reaching minus 60 degrees, the coldest ever recorded. In coming days, expected to get even colder. People can't last outside even for minutes. What the hell is going on with global warming? Please come back fast. We need you. This, I think Zig Ziglar um, posted this. And a science enthusiast with Twitter handle... At SCI enthusiast says, glad you asked. The polar vortex is supposed to stay at the North Pole, but dwindling sea ice from climate change has caused the vortex to split in three places, and that's why it's cold down here. Polar vortex splits like this will become more common as climate change worsens. There you go. So that's, that's it is, as you call, the left... Um, that I don't know who this science enthusiast is, but that could be an explanation. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, global warming, we're freezing to death. How can that be? There's your answer.
1: At the same time, uh, I don't know. It, it, you know it, it's certainly not global warming uh, from the sense of getting warmer if it gets down to three below or whatever it was this past week. At the time, global warmers clearly all believed the same thing. To lend its report credibility, the Independent quoted Dr. David Viner, a climate scientist at the University of East Anglia. Children aren't going to know what snow is. For the record, since then, Britain has been hit by record and near-record cold snaps and snow. And yes, British children do know what snow is, only too well. But it isn't just the media doing this. Seven, Just 11 years ago, former President, Vice President Al Gore, who won a Nobel Prize for his unhinged, unscientific global warming advocacy, warned that there's a 75% chance that the entire northern polar cap during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. Okay, so there's... Al Gore himself saying global warming is caused by global warming. In other words, the solar ice cap loses its loses its uh, snow. Excuse me.
3: I really, I sort of wonder what's going on, though, with the, the temperatures, especially in Kentucky, where you've got negative four, and then three days later you've got it coming up to 50 and 60 degrees. I mean I don't know if that's uh, that's that, global
1: warming and cooling.
3: Well, I don't know. It's the craziest swing in temperatures I can ever remember.
1: Yeah, I know. Normally it stays cold for several days.
3: Well, the, uh, one year, I, I think it was 0809 something like that. Do you remember that it did not get above 30 degrees for like 3 months? We no, had no, snow. It, wasn't that long. it was it was forever. We had snow on the ground. Um nonstop. I don't remember that being winter. Really cold, well, I can it was we had just moved. That's one of the reasons I remember.
1: The fact is our climate changes all the time. As a highly complex system, climate is inherently unstable. Saying climate change is merely stating an obvious fact. It's never not changing. Yeah. Changes all the damn time. <coughs> And claiming it's all due to human made CO2 runs into a central issue. All of the statistical models assume that increases in CO2 will inevitably lead to higher temperatures. It's science, the activists say. Unfortunately, for 20 years now, average temperatures have shown little, if any, change at all, even though CN- CO2 concentrations have increased this contradiction can't be argued away. This goes to the very heart of what science is and isn't. It violates a primary tenet of experimental science put forth by the late Karl Popper, considered by many the greatest philosopher of science in the 20th century. In layman's language, Popper said that to prove something in science, you must be able to first test it for being false. Otherwise, What you have isn't science. It's religion or faith. It's a non-falsifiable hypothesis. It can neither be proven nor disproven. The first church of global warming. That's exactly where we are today. Climate extremists, activists, and the media repeatedly claim that any and all phenomena are due to climate change or global warming. No debate possible. They reject any possible other explanation. Anyone who expresses skepticism is immediately labeled a denier, a cheap slur linking those who disagree with Holocaust denial. When you say anything and everything is a cause of global warming and no amount of evidence can possibly disprove that hypothesis, then you call those who doubt your belief deniers. It's no longer science. It is a religion. Yes, we call ourselves skeptics. The climate change isn't proven despite media claims to the contrary. Spending trillions of dollars to lower CO2 output won't end our coal winters, but it will end our prosperity. See, that's the whole point is that the left does not like prosperity because it takes people out of the hands of government, takes them away from de- reliance upon government, it puts them in the hands <coughs> of the government. This is what it's all about. Stay with us. We got Mike Johnson here today. We're going to talk a little economists and economy in the markets. News Radio 630 WLAP.